Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of 211's Baseball Talk. This is the third episode of our podcast. We have not had an official episode since August, which just because of technical difficulties. And we had our managerial special last week. I hope you guys got a chance to listen to that. If not, it is available on all the same platforms that our previous episodes have been. So it's the off season. The Red Sox won the World Series. That didn't necessarily surprise me. Dave Roberts is has an extension in the works. That did surprise me. So today it's going to be a shorter episode than usual. Um, not much to talk about as it is the off season. But we will go. We will dig deep in everything we talked about this week. We have our very first fan request from Solomon Harwood. Go follow him on Twitter at uh, Solomon underscore Harwood. That is S-O-L-O-M-O-N underscore Harwood. So one thing we started this for this episode was you can send in what you would like to hear in this week's podcast, and we will discuss it, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing today. So the topics that we will discuss today, what what will the Blue Jays do this offseason as an offseason off, off moves? Then we'll get into their 40-man roster crunch and what they have to do to make some room for the infielders and all the young kids popping up. Then we'll get into free agency, talk and make some bold predictions as to where the top, I would say about 25, I think we created all on our own, all based on stats, um, where these players will go. We'll talk about the Mariners' possible rebuild, and we'll talk a little bit about Nate Pearson and uh, Scott Boris. So let's get right into things. What should the Blue Jays do this offseason? So the Blue Jays didn't have a season to remember, obviously, this year, but that was what was expected from them um, as they did not have their young kids up yet. They should be flowing through the system next year. We'll probably get to see Bichette, Biggio, uh, at some point next year in Guerrero. He's, he better be up there by the end of April. So the Blue Jays haven't received other. What the Jays need to do has not received much attention um, around the league. They're not going to go and get Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. That's pretty obvious. You don't need a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. you got prospects coming up to the system, and you don't really need to add on age and add on money to your, to your payroll. You need to cut down on that money, get rid of some players, get rid of some older guys. And right now, it's just not the best hit, fit for Harper and Machado. So there are a couple of moves in our minds that the Jays need to make to be more successful next season and for years to come with the younger prospects coming up. Um, obviously, there are many to be made because, as mentioned, there are a lot of young prospects, but here are a couple. So the first one is add a, adding a starter. Uh, the Blue Jays' starting pitching was atrocious last season. I mean, you look at Sam Cavillio's ERA, and that'll tell you the story. But the Jays need to add a starter because... They have a pretty good rotation coming up. I mean, Ryan Baraki, Thomas Pannone, and Sean Reed Foley all impressed in the big leagues. Uh, Baraki was so consistent for us. Um, so they all impressed in the big leagues, but I, I think that either Pannone or Reed Foley, they're going to be in the minors for a large portion of next season. So you do need to add a starting pitcher. Um... The starter who keeps popping up, for obvious reasons, I mean, is Jay Happ. He's a great teammate. He's played for Toronto before. He's exactly what they need, a guy that'll eat up innings, a veteran presence. I mean, Happ and Baraki were so close, and then Pannone came up not long after, so I'm sure that 
Panone and Happel have the same type of relationship. They're both lefties. Um, and I mean, that normally doesn't have much to do with things, but it could. Jay Happ would be the perfect fit in my mind for the Blue Jays, and I think the Blue Jays are the perfect fit for him, and we'll get into that later on in the show. But I, I think that one of the things the Jays need to do is get a starter. Um, there are so many candidates that are available, but I don't think anyone's going to be signed to a long-term deal, and if that's what a pitcher is looking for, they just aren't going to get it from the Blue Jays, so they may as well cross it off of their list. Uh, so Jay Happ is obviously the front-runner and the guy that I think would be the best fit, but another guy is Patrick Corbin, and I do believe that Corbin will get a big deal, a long deal with a different team, but... If he's willing to, t- to accept a shorter-term deal, I think he'd be a good guy for the job. He pitched very well for the A's. I mean, not on the road, but he, he was pretty consistent all throughout the year. So that's a guy that you would that you would certainly should certainly consider if you're Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro. Um, if not, you want to look for a guy that will take a Jaime Garcia-like deal. Um, a, a one-year deal for under $10 million or maybe just over. Because that's what you're going to need. Maybe an option for the next season. Just better than Garcia. Or Garcia, pardon me. Because he was he was incomparably awful during his stint as a Blue Jay. Um, but you need to get someone who is going to eat up innings for you. Who's going to be a veteran presence in the clubhouse. Who's willing to teach these young guys how to work at the big leagues. How to pitch at the big leagues. And who has insight on all these hitters who knows them very well. And who can help them through some rough patches during the season. Let's get to some trades now. Um, Jays are going to have to make some trades this offseason to clear up roster space, to make the team younger, even though we're already pretty young. Um, The first trade that I think needs to happen and that I think is going to happen is either Randall Gretschak or Kevin Pillar is going to have to go. And if you listen to our first episode, um, you know how vocal I've been on keeping Gretschak and Pilar is not a bad player by any means, but I do think that Gritchick has a larger value to this ball club because he can produce the same defensive numbers as Kevin Pilar. He's better, and he's better offensively. I mean, we've, we saw this year from June to September when Gritchick is on, Gritchick is on, and you cannot stop him. He had 30-somewhat extra base hits in like the first two months after coming back from the DL which is insane. So I think the Jays keep Grichuk, trade away Pilar, Grichuk's your center fielder next year. But that might not exactly be what's going to happen, so I, I do think you need to trade one of them. I'd love for Grichuk to stay. Um, I mean, you gotta, you got to clear up room because Captain Bijo's coming up as an outfielder all of a sudden. I mean, he came out of nowhere as a versatile infielder, and now they're trying to make him an outfielder because they have a logjam of infielders. So... One of them has to go. Another trade worth exploring, and I don't know if this will happen just because he is a younger player, is Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, Hernandez is one of the worst defensive players in the big leagues. He's awful, absolutely terrible defensively. Um, and he's very inconsistent offensively. I mean, he came up, he was, tearing up the, he was tearing up the big leagues last year in September, and this year when he came up, I believe replacing Grichuk, might have been replacing someone else. I think it was Steve Pierce, actually, that he was replacing when Pierce went down with an injury. He is so inconsistent offensively. He's got atrocious defensive numbers. I think you trade the guy. I don't know what else you, what else you do with him because you want a guy that can play well defensively. You want a guy that can also hit consistently. And, I mean, right now, 
you got Bailey McKinney that's going to take that left field spot or move over to right field to make room for Kevin Vigio. There's no room for Teoscar Hernandez on this ball club. With his terrible defensive numbers and his inconsistent offensive statistics, I think you really do have to consider trading the guy because what, what value is, gonna, is he going to bring to the team in the future? All he's going to do is hold back all these younger guys, the better players, like a Forrest Wall who's creeping up in the system, like Kevin Biggio who's learning how to become an outfielder. All Teoscar is going to do is block them from having early success in the big leagues. So Teoscar Hernandez is a guy that if he doesn't go this offseason, he, he's certainly gone in the next, or at least at the deadline next year. Um, with Lourdes Goriel and Bobochet as middle infielders, you have to get rid of some of the middle interests. You absolutely have to get rid of Toxic Tulo and Devin Travis, who will, and, and Devin Travis will have to go because he's going to end up being the odd man out, of course, with younger talents that are projected to be better than him coming through the system. Travis is going to have to go. But, I mean, you have a toxic personality like Troy Tulowitzki, who's got atrocious offensive numbers as a Blue Jay, who's been good defensively, but, I mean, it's Troy Tulowitzki. What do you expect? The guy's going to be great defensively. But Tulo is a terrible presence in the clubhouse. He is a clubhouse cancer. Um, I don't think that they want him with all these young guys coming up who have no idea what to make of the big leagues. Tulo's not the guy that's going to lead them. You, we all heard Tulo's comments. And if you listen to the second episode of our podcast, you will know how much hate I had for those comments from Troy Tulowitzki. Disgusting. For a guy that's supposed to be a leader, for a guy who came here, saying that he was a leader and that he could help the ball club. That's not what leaders do now, is it, Tulo? So you got to get rid of Toxic Tulo. got to get rid of Devin Travis. Um, I don't have to get rid of Devin Travis, but I mean, you're probably going to if Travis, if Travis does end up being the odd man out like we project he will. So it's going to be interesting, but Tulo's got to go. That's the bottom line here. Um, Kendrick Morales, he's got to go. The Jays have already picked up the option on Smoke, so he's probably not going anywhere until at least the deadline. But... Kendrick Morales has got to go. He's been, he's had a, he's not been great offensively. What's he going to bring to your team defensively? I mean, he had his seven-game home run streak, uh, but other than that, what real big offensive numbers did he have? Smoke and Grichik led the team in home runs. Smoke led the team in RBI. So there was, the, there wasn't anything major from Kendrick Morales that was impressive other than the home run streak. So I think he's got to go. Uh, to make room for Rowdy Tellez. I mean, he showed that he could hit at the big league level. I know it was just September, but he did show some great signs against some very good big league pitchers, against some playoff teams like the Astros and the Indians, who the Blue Jays both or play, Blue Jays played both of those teams in September. So I don't see a way that Tellez doesn't make this team if Morales is gone. That's why I think you got to get rid of Morales to give another young guy a chance next year. So... A couple of moves to be made, trade wise, trades wise, and you have to add a starter somewhere. That's pretty much it for the Blue Jays offseason, but there is something big happening as well, non-free agency and trade related, and it's the Rule 5 draft and the 40-man roster crunch. So I guess it could be free agency and trade related if you release a player or if you trade a guy, but the Jays need to free up some 40-man roster space for all the young prospects. Uh, or it'd be nice to, at least, for the ones coming up, that even if they aren't eligible for the Rule 5 draft, you're going to have to get them on the, the roster somehow next year when they're ready to come up. So you got to free up some of that space. And they do have Rule 5 eligible guys, like Patrick Cantwell, who did reasonably well for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, Jordan Romano, who who's great pitching-wise for the Fisher Cats, 
and uh, Max Pentecost, who is approaching his fourth year, third year, in professional ball. I think you maybe let a Pentecost go. Well, I think you're going to have to let Cantwell go. I think you maybe keep Pentecost. You might get rid of... If you can get rid of a Russell Martin, then that frees up room for Pentecost to come up. As a, or a, for him to be in AAA, at least. Because Russell Martin, great character. And he was a great catcher. Uh, but he's, he's, he's done now. I hate to break it to you, but he's done. And you got to get rid of him because he's blocking guys like Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire, who did very well in the big leagues from getting their opportunity. So I think you got to get rid of Russell Martin. But um, here, we went through the 40-man roster and looked at people that they could, should, um, and hopefully they do remove from the 40-man to free up some roster space. So pitchers, there weren't, there wasn't a huge selection of pitchers to choose from to uh, remove, um, but we looked at the numbers from Danny Barnes. We looked at the numbers from Mark Leiter Jr. Um, those two are the two guys that we think could and should be removed from the 40-man. I think Barnes is a guy who had a very disappointing season this year in, in the big leagues. He had a five-something ERA after a great year last year. So I think he's a guy that, that could come off of the 40-man if you needed to clear up some space, which you do. So Danny Barnes is a guy that could come off the 40-man. Uh, I would not be shocked if that happens. Um, Mark Leiter Jr., he came over, I believe, from Philadelphia, and he was not impressive in his time as a Blue Jay uh, in September. He wasn't atrocious, but he was not impressive by any means. He, um, he had a couple of scoreless outings, but I mean, other than that, there wasn't anything too, um, too stunning out of him, so I think he's a guy that you remove from the 40-man roster. you got to clear up some space, so why don't you just do that? And if you don't want to remove one of those pitchers, then Joe Biagini is, unfortunately, I mean, I love the guy. He's a great character, but he he had a terrible season this year for the Blue Jays, and I think that he's a guy that he's, he's shown how good he can be, but, I mean, if he doesn't get back to that 2015 Biagini, our 2016 Biagini, whatever year it was, I think it was 2016. I don't, I don't want him on the team because he's he's pretty bad. I mean, his character is great, but is character what's going to win you games? No, not not all the time. So you're going to need some some production out of him, and you just haven't been getting it. Uh, catchers, no one really could be removed other than Russell Martin. I mean, if you, well, he couldn't, he probably won't be removed just because they're incapable of removing him. But it'd be nice for him to be removed. And then Luke Maley, I mean, you could remove him just to make room for a Pentecost who is eligible for Rule 5. But you're going to have to clear up some roster space. And Martin's got to go. And if you can't get rid of him, then Luke Maley's got to go, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to make room for Pentecost. I think the guy's got a future. If not, he's a trade piece. And the last thing you want is for someone to scoop him up for what is it, a hundred thousand bucks? I think it's how much you got to pay for him. I don't know what the exact number is, but uh, you'd rather get something in return for him than nothing. Maybe a little bit of cash, right? So you might want to get rid of a Maley or a Martin off of your forty man. Uh, infielders. This is where we had we had some fun. That in the outfield too, actually. Um, 
there were so many people to get rid of because you have, think of the guys you have coming up. You have Guerrero, who's going to be up next year for sure. Bichette and Biggio most likely will be. And then you have Santiago Espinal coming up after. You already have Lourdes Goriel Jr., who is going to get playing time sucked away by some of these guys that we think should be removed. So, first of all, just get rid of Tulo. Like, please, I am begging you. Tulo, get rid of him. He's done. He, his, his, his time has come. He's gone. It's enough. That's enough out of him. He's terrible in the clubhouse. He can't stay healthy. Get rid of Tulo, please. Um, Brandon Drury is a guy that we picked up this year. He broke his wrist or something happened to him, and he, he was sidelined for most of his time as a Blue Jay. But, I mean, he's a guy that's just taking up roster spots, and you need those roster spots for a guy like Bo Bichette, for a guy like um, Santiago Espinal is going to be coming up, to, and to give some playing time to Lourdes Goriel Jr., who's a f- tremendous prospect, who's already in the big leagues and shown that he can play there. Um, Jan Hervis Salarte, apparently there are rumblings going around that he could be non-tendered which would not surprise me at all, and I don't think that'd be a terrible idea. Um, and then Devin Travis, he, you should probably get rid of him. Just get him off the 40-man, taking up space. Maybe you keep him one more year while some of these infielders are just coming up, but uh, with Bichette, Guriel, they're going to occupy your middle infield. They're your middle infield of the future. You don't get rid of them. Uh, now to the outfield. The outfield was pretty much a no-brainer for us. Um, we've already mentioned how, um, how Anthony Alford is just, he's been terrible. Everyone thought he's going to be this great prospect. He really wasn't. Um, but so, so Anthony Alford's a guy that's got to go and Dalton Pompey, he's, he's, he's done. Like, come on. Are you seriously going to keep this guy on your 41? What has he brought to the team? He stole a couple of bases in the ALDS in 2015. So what? The guy's got to go. He's, he's had off-field issues. He hasn't been good on the field. Like, he's... He, yeah, no. Um, he's got to go. And Alfred, I don't know if any team will pick him up. There probably will be someone. Um, but try to... Try to remove him from the 40-man, too, I would say. He's just taking up spots at this point. Another guy that could be, that could go, um, is Dwight Smith Jr. I don't think he will go, but I think he could go. I mean, Pompey and Alfred, they've, they were highly touted prospects. I mean, they got, got up to the big leagues. Both were terrible. And in the minors, they've struggled. So those are two guys that I think you have to remove from your 40 man to clear up some space for Biggio and, um, and a forest wall once he's ready to come up. Moving on now to our free agency topic. So as mentioned, it is our requested topic. Uh, there's a pretty large and talented free agent market. So as requested by Sully, Solomon Harwood, we are going to talk about free agency. Just a reminder, you can request topics by tweeting at us at 211sports, spelled number two, number one, number one, sports. Um... So tweeted us with topics you would like to hear on the next episode, which will be November 15th, because the 14th we are occupied, so it'll be the 15th that the next episode will be happening. Back to the free agency topic, however. We have put together predictions for where a lot of the bigger free agents will go. So we base this off of what ML, of, of MLB's predictions 
off of a tremendous account on Instagram called Blue Jays United. We've based it off of some of their predictions and our own predictions, our own data. What are the, the research that we did to find where these guys will go? So, number one, our best player on the market, Bryce Harper. Harper coming away or going away from the Nats. As we reported today, we were right on top of this story on our 211 Sports account. We reported, we were one of the first ones to report that Bryce Harper turned down a 10-year, $300 million deal from the Washington Nationals. So he obviously doesn't want to go back to Washington. So his future team, according to us, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, how much is he going to get paid? He's going to get paid $30 million a year for 11 years. It'll be a $330 million deal, making him the highest paid player in MLB history. $5 million ahead of Giancarlo Stanton. And I think he's going to be a Philadelphia Philly. I mean, Phillies have... If, imagine having an, uh, an outfield of Reese Hoskins, Odubel Herrera, and Bryce Harper. That's a pretty damn good outfield. So I think, we think, that the Phillies will be the perfect fit for Bryce Harper. If not, backup plan would be the San Francisco Giants because apparently they're really going to make a hard push for him. So we got him going to the Phils. Manny Machado. Now, Machado was one of the guys mentioned by Solomon uh, as someone that he wanted to know our predictions for. I don't have any for Manny Machado, unfortunately. I have 23 under, uh, 23, around 23 other guys on this list that I am reading off of right now that we created, and I don't have a single prediction for Manny Machado. I don't. He, everyone's saying he's going to the Yankees. I don't think so. He's not going to the Yankees. The Yankees have Didi Gregorius, they, and they have a lot of money that they have to pay, and I don't think they'll be willing to spend it all on Machado. Uh, plus, when Gregorius comes back, then you'll have a log jam of infielders, just like the, what the Blue Jays are having right now. So what do you do with Machado at that point, or what do you do with Gregorius? You don't want to lose a talent like one of them. Um, see, I have no predictions quite yet. I think it's too early to give predictions for him. Uh, he's going to be one of the most interesting topics this offseason because there's no clear destination for Machado. My best bet right now is he re-signs with the Dodgers. Michael Brantley um, of the Cleveland Indians, or formerly of the Cleveland Indians, is a free agent as well. Now, there were rumblings today, and we were on top of this too. Michael Brantley would be the perfect guy to fill the right field void for the Atlanta Braves with Nick Markakis also hitting a free agency. Unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, Markekis is not on our list for free agency predictions, so we will not give you any predictions on him just because we're not prepared for it, so we don't want to give you some out-of-nowhere predictions. But Michael Brantley is a guy that the Braves will probably look at for who they would like to fill that corner outfield spot, and I think that he's going to give him a long look. But I do think that in the end, Brantley will re-sign with the Indians for three years, $44 million dollars, um, I think that's that's when that's what's gonna happen. If that doesn't happen, then Braves are for sure where he's gonna go. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, Red Sox closer. I see him returning to Atlanta. Um, that's I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, that's where he started his career. Uh, if not, he did have a stint there. And I see him coming back. He sees the success of the Braves. He sees their potential. So I think he comes back for four years, ninety-five million dollars. Kimbrell's going to be a huge piece of that bullpen, especially since they have no closer right now who's been very consistent. Josh Donaldson, the Indians' third baseman, uh, he's going to the Cardinals. Everyone's saying it. We're saying it, too. Great fit for the Cardinals. That's where Donaldson's going to go. Five years, $120 million, smaller than what he would have liked, smaller than what he deserved back in 2015. But, I mean, what are you going to get after the season you put together? 
RIF, just season like Donaldson put together in 2018. Daniel Murphy, formerly of the Cubs, going to stay with the Cubs is our prediction. Three years, $50 million. Murphy was a very consistent bat for the Nationals and the Cubs uh, in 2018. He's been a very consistent bat. I don't see anywhere that it really fits for him to go other than staying in Chicago. So Daniel Murphy, he's a Cub. Uh, Adam Jones, formerly the Baltimore Orioles. We feel he's going to make a homecoming. To, and he's going to go back to Seattle. He got drafted by the Mariners, and I have every reason to believe that he's going to go back to Seattle. I mean, they might need some outfield help. Um, so I think that, especially if Nelson Cruz leaves, I do think that a great fit for the, uh, for the Mariners is Adam Jones, who can play corners if necessary. He can also play center field. So I do think that Jones is going to go to the Mariners for three years, $45 million, and I would not be shocked if Jones retires after that deal. Dallas Keuchel of the Houston Astros had a had a season that wasn't his best this year. It wasn't it wasn't terrible by any means. It was a good season, but still it wasn't his best season. Um he's I think he's going I think he's going to the D-backs. Not sure why, just a hunch on that one, but I feel like he's going to be an Arizona Diamondback. 5 years, 80 mil. That's where he's going. Patrick Corbin of the A's, he's going to the Yankees. They need starting pitching help. And uh CC Sabathia announced today that I don't know if you heard, but he announced today that 2019 will be his final season in the major leagues. So you're going to have to, you're going to need a, a starter in the future, and that guy is Patrick Corbin. To us, he's going to sign with the Yankees for three years, 30 million plus. Uh, we don't know an exact number yet. We think it'll be somewhere around 30 million, maybe a little bit higher. Jerry Reese Familia, he's going to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to lose a closer in Craig Kimbrell. I don't see him resigning. Um. So Familia is probably going to go to the Red Sox. If Kimbrell does resign and our predictions are wrong, then good chance Familia goes to the Dodgers or the Braves to add bullpen help, especially if the Braves don't get Craig Kimbrell. Andrew McCutcheon, he's staying with the Yankees. Had a below-average season. I wasn't below average. It was below what he might consider as his own average. Uh, he's staying a Yankee. He wants another chance. I think he would like to hit free agency better, or maybe even retire after this next deal. Three years, $33 million. Kutch wants to rebound. Uh, Andrew Miller. So we had created, or we had finished Miller's portion of the list a couple of days ago. Uh, we originally had him written down as going to the Cubs, who might need some bullpen help for four years, $60 million. And then it was reported today by, I believe, J.P. Morosi, and then we reported it, that Andrew Miller had a very tight relationship with Mickey Calloway, the former Indians pitching coach, now Mets manager. Uh, so that's, an, that's a destination he could go to, especially with the Mets having prospects like Peter Alonso coming up through the system. I don't think it'd be that bad of a fit for Miller. I do still think he's going to go to the Cubs. Backup plan, though, if, if that's wrong, he's going to the Mets. Four years, summer run, $60 million. Miller does not didn't play like he's more than a $60 million player. Uh, Mike Moustakas, he's going to re-sign with the Brew Crew, two years, $28 million. Didn't have a great season this year. He wants to prove himself. Adam Adovino, he's staying with the Rockies, as is DJ LeMahieu. I don't see another team. There's not, there aren't many teams that need second baseman right now, and there's no real fit for LeMahieu other than the Rockies because the Rockies are going to need a second baseman if he leaves. So LeMahieu's going to re-sign with the Rockies, four years, $100 million. Adovino, two years, $25 million with Colorado. A.J. Pollock, Diamondbacks, he's going to the Indians. Indians don't really have a center fielder after the departure of Rajay Davis, or they don't have an extra outfielder. They, I believe they waived Brandon Geyer 
So they, they need an outfielder, and I think A.J. Pollock is perfect for that role. So Pollock will go from D-backs to Indians, three years, 45 mil. That's our prediction. Wilson Ramos goes from the Phillies, where he played the latter part of the 2018 campaign. Um, he's going to go to the Nats again, two years, 35 million. I think the Nationals do have a chance to compete, and I think Wilson Ramos will enjoy coming back to the city that loved him so during his tenure there. Yes, Monty Grandal, he's resigning with the Dodgers. Not a great year this year for Grandal, not offensively and in the playoffs, not defensively. So Grandal stays a Dodger, one year, $14 million. He'll look to hit the free agent market next year uh, as a better player. Zach Britton, Yankees, uh, he's going to the Dodgers. Dodgers need some bullpen help. I don't see a better fit for him than the Dodgers. Four years, $60 million. Cody Allen, you asked me two years ago about this guy. I tell you, he's a big-time reliever who deserves a big contract. This year, not so much. He's going to re-sign with the Indians, look to prove himself two years, $28 million. J-Hap, formerly the Yankees, uh, we believe he's going back to the Blue Jays. Perfect fit for him, perfect fit for the Jays. It all works out. So that's where we think he's going to go. J-Hap, Blue Jays, two years, $30 million. Uh, moving on now, Matt Harvey, Reds, formerly the Reds. We think he's going to the Angels. MLB, uh, the MLB's Instagram account predicted he's going to the Jays. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I commented the last thing Jays need is a clubhouse cancer like Harvey. So I don't think the Jays will accept Matt Harvey into this into this young clubhouse. So I think he's going to the LA Angels. They need starting pitching. Harvey's a good pitcher. I'm not I'm not denying that. So I think that's where he goes. Three years, thirty three million dollars. Native Aldi. Nathan Yavaldi, I guess, because he doesn't like being called Native Aldi anymore. If Aldi is going to resign with the Red Sox, he had a stellar, stellar tenure there. Uh, fans love him. He's going to stay there. He's going to go four years, $75 million. That's our prediction. Joe Kelly is going from the Red Sox right back to where he started with the St. Louis Cardinals. Joe Kelly is going to bolster that bullpen big time. And it's going to be a little bit of a homecoming for him. Three years, $45 million is our prediction. Tony Sipp is going to re-sign with the Astros. He wasn't a dominant reliever. He was a very good reliever, but he wasn't dominant for the Astros. I think he'll look to be two years, $22 million. He'll look to prove himself. John Axford, formerly of the Dodgers, he got injured. He was injured for most of his time with the Dodgers. He missed uh, pretty much the entire remainder of the season after he got traded to L.A. Uh, we think he's going to go unsigned. He's the only person on this list that we have going unsigned, um, which is disappointing for him. I think he. I think a team would benefit to have him. I just, I just don't know which team will take him. So I think he's going to go unsigned. Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, he's going from the Astros to the Yankees, according to our predictions, because Gonzalez is going to take over a utility spot held by Neil Walker last year, who is probably going to leave. If not, he's going to retire. So Marwin, three years, 40 mil, he's a Yankee. Gio Gonzalez is going to go from the Brewers to the Reds. The Reds, in my mind, are going to be one of the biggest surprises of 2019. I feel like they have a legitimate chance to compete, and I think that Gio Gonzalez is going to be the perfect guy to do it. Gio will sign for three years, $45 million. Nelson Cruz, Seattle Mariners, he's going to the Tampa Bay Rays, three years, $36 million, and then he's going to retire. Cruz is going to look to go on a team that can compete in the Rays show this year, that they certainly can do that. Uh, get rid of Jake Bowers if you're Tampa. Put Jimon Choi as your permanent first baseman. Get Nelson Cruz in there as your DH. Martin Maldonado is our final free agent on the list. He is from the Houston Astros. He's going to go to the Atlanta Braves because the Braves need catching help with Suzuki and Flowers both leaving in our predictions this year. Three years, $40 million for Maldonado. 
that's what we think is going to happen. Um, Mariners rebuild. It could be coming. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, uh, recently it was reported that they're heavily, heavily considering it. Um, it's not the worst idea in the world, to be honest. They have a, they have the talent to get good prospects. Um, but I, 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 the, my only fear is that they lose so much attendance. They have basically no profit, uh, during the, during the rebuilding seasons, because I don't know if the Seattle fan base can take a rebuild. Um, but I mean, for a team that always has a catastrophic September after a normally great season, I don't consider this to be a bad idea whatsoever. Um, Nate Pearson and the Blue Jays prospects in the Fall Stars game. Pearson touched 104. He did allow a home run to Peter Alonso. That's not important. He pitched very well in that Fall Stars game. He also pitched four perfect innings today for the surprise Saguargos. Um, he struck out five batters, striking out at least one in each of his innings. Pearson is an amazing pitching prospect. We're very excited to see him. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 117, a ball 117 miles an hour uh, for a double to left field uh, in the Fall Stars game. I'm sure most of you caught that. That was insane. Guerrero is going to be huge in the big leagues. So we're excited to see that. Uh, Scott Boris reportedly ripped on the Blue Jays. We haven't seen the comments quite yet, but Scott Boris... um, he ripped on the Blue Jays and their philosophy. Look, Boris, you're ridiculous. You think the Jays are going to take any of your clients right now? You're going to get them a big deal. You're one of the best agents in the game. Do you think I care about that? Do you think I want you weighing in on the Blue Jays situation? No, I don't care that you're weighing in on the Blue Jays situation. What do you want, what do you want them to do? They're not going to add players that they don't need. So none of your clients are going to be added to the Blue Jays organization in our minds. So, this has been episode 3 of the 211 Sports, or 211's Baseball Talk podcast. Um, we stay on top of every story, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 211sports. That's number 2, number 1, number 1, sports. And visit our website at sites.google.com slash view 211sports. Hopefully soon we'll have a custom URL coming. So, check back next week for another episode. For 211 Sports... I'm Dylan Baker, signing off.